your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Monday, July 19th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore. FLA Panthers. You can follow the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and expansion draft and NHL entry draft recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So, how's your weekend been, guys? Uh, has the slow news week? Mm, not quite. Uh, Anthony Duclair signed an extension. Gus Forsling signed an extension. Keith Yandel's been bought out. A lot has gone on even before the weekend came about. And we're going to start with the news from last week that I talked about on the show, but based on the news from last week, Anthony Duclair has spoken to the media based on his newest extension with the Florida Panthers, and Anthony Duclair spoke about the lifestyle in South Florida. He talked about the stability being on the team with Coach Q, the front office, He was talking with the assistant GM of the Florida Panthers about community outreach attempts in the area. So when you look at everything that Anthony Duclair has been through with switching from one team to the next, and he also, again, talked about stability. And I know he's a hockey player. I know he makes millions of dollars compared to someone like me and to someone like you, the listener. But think about the stability of jobs, having to move your family, having to move your your kids if you do have kids, and the the inconsistencies when it comes to going from one place to the other. And with Anthony Duclair signing a three-year extension, he talked about it. He said about how he is glad to be in a place like Florida that he fits in officially uh, as we've seen last season. And like I said, in the report card episode of Anthony Duclair, he got off to a rough start a little bit, but he turned really turned it on at the end of the season. And it's great because it's not always how you start. It's how you finish off the season. And that strong finish to the season really got to show that the things were starting to click together for someone like Anthony Duclair. And I'm not really much of an Instagram guy. I just check the app. I don't really post as much as I used to. 
But I follow Anthony Duclair on Instagram, and I saw how much he was around the community, how much he was smiling, how much he was going out into whatever he was doing. And he seemed to like the lifestyle that South Florida brings. And he spoke about family. And I think that is something that is very important. And he's bringing his family along. He talks about how his mom is going to come over to games now more often in South Florida because it's the weather is beautiful. There, there's no seasons in Florida. He talks about the lifestyle. He didn't mention he didn't mention no state income taxes, but I could just predict that that's part of the lifestyle when it comes to someone making millions of dollars and someone who wants to save a little bit in tax money when that time comes around. But I can assume that that also plays a factor in wanting to stay in a place like South Florida. And he, also, he talked about community outreach events. And a few weeks ago, Anthony Duclair showed up at the Palm Beach Skate Zone to help out kids with their Learn to Play program that the Florida Panthers put together. And Anthony Duclair showed up and he was helping the kids. And the fact, again, like I said, he spoke to assistant GM Brett Pearson about community outreach events. So you're going to see Anthony Duclair more in community events. And I'm seeing the culture change more and more every every day with the Florida Panthers with Bill Zito, Coach Q, and how they want to bring in character guys to their locker room. And Anthony Duclair, at least from what we see on the ice and how he smiles on the bench and how he communicates with his teammates when the cameras are pointed to him. I don't really know what goes on behind the scenes, obviously, but the Florida Panthers like him. Bill Zito likes him. Coach Q likes him. And the fact that they want to bring him here for three more years after making $1.7 million and then bumping that to three and three more years along with that, you got to give kudos to Anthony Duclair for his hard work paying off and get earning this opportunity for him. And he also spoke about the first round series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And of course, there are no moral victories when it comes to sports and losing, but he talked about losing to the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions and that he, the team feels confident and that there's a little bit of momentum going into the next season, knowing that they gave them a run for their money. Uh, along with the New York Islanders, the Florida Panthers were really one one of the other teams that gave the Tampa Bay Lightning a challenge throughout this postseason. So Anthony Duclair is confident in this group. So that is also another thing. And and also when it comes to his role on the team, there's no reporting about Anthony Duclair complaining about whether he's playing on the first line, whether he's playing on the fourth line, whether he's playing on the second. And that's something we saw a lot last year, and you saw no reports on Anthony Duclair complaining about his role. So from what I know, there's no reporting behind it. We can see that Anthony Duclair is an ultimate team player when it comes to what his role is on the team and his payday when it comes to his three-year, $3 million AAV extension. Anthony Duclair is going to just provide so much for this team that even again like we saw last season that with his speed even when he's not scoring goals and 
He's able to beat defenders going the other way. He can really set up other players to score as well. So that's what Anthony Duclair brings to the table with his speed. And we get three more years of it. The fans are happy. I'm, I'm happy about it. And more importantly, Anthony Duclair is happy about it. So kudos to Anthony Duclair. Glad to have you back. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You want to know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What? Cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, goat bars, any anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Four to five grams of sugar and only four to five net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor which is like the classic Thin Mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only five grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the US track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at built.com. So this has been a little bit of a strange weekend based on recording and writing up an article for Panther Parkway. So as you know, we recorded our two-part roundtable series with the guys from Panther Parkway talking about who we would protect and who we wouldn't protect. And just as I was starting to edit the show, the news came out that Keith Yandel had been bought out. And But of course, I wanted to post the episode for you guys so you guys knew what our line of thinking was at that time. And then Saturday morning comes around. I'm typing up the Panther Parkway article for to put our predictions in for for Joey, Jacob, Tom, Nick, and myself on the article on who we think would be the protections. And then the news of Pierre Lebrun from The Athletic, he reported that Chris Drieger and the Seattle Kraken is likely going to become a reality. He reported, Pierre Lebrun, did that the Seattle Kraken are expected to select the UFA rights of Chris Drieger. And during that negotiation period, right now at this point of time, rosters are frozen until the expansion draft happens. So no moves at this point in time can be made anymore until the expansion draft is over. So a lot of teams have been making their trades because they were not going to protect certain players and other teams were able to. So some teams were making their trades in order to get an, a draft asset back in order to 
get something instead of nothing. So with Chris Drieger and the Seattle Kraken, that means with them selecting his UFA rights, that means he's going to be the pick for the Florida Panthers. And it's crazy what a difference four years makes. With the last go-round, with the Vegas Golden Knights selecting Todd Marshall and then a trade with the Vegas Golden Knights for Riley Smith, the Florida Panthers, with their lack of stability in the front office, screwed themselves over. It's not a Vegas Golden Knights thing. It was a Dale Talon thing during that time. And this time around, the Florida Panthers set themselves up. That I said this in the Panther Parkway article, and literally 15 minutes after it posted, Pierre Lebrun comes out with that report of Chris Drieger's UFA rights is expected to be selected for the expansion draft. Literally 15 minutes. And I said in that article for Panther Parkway, if you guys want to go back and read it, you could go to the Panther Parkway Twitter page at Panther Parkway or PantherParkway.com. And I say in that article that this time around, if a player is selected from the Florida Panthers, it is not going to hurt them as much this time around, regardless of who it is. This time around, it's going to be like a small, dent in your car that could easily be fixed maybe a scratch remover based on the material you use with comparing to a car that could be totaled and the florida panthers don't have to go in that situation regardless of what happens and let's be real the florida panthers were going to lose chris trigger anyway even in his Instagram posts or Snapchat posts, I think, I don't remember which one, where there was a post by, I guess it was his girlfriend. Uh, I remember the last name was McLean. Yes, it's coming back to me. The last name was McLean. We joked about it, how it was Tom McLean's long-lost cousin joking around. But she posted saying, goodbye, Florida. So everybody knew. I knew. You knew. Media knew that Chris Trigger was always going to be the odd man out in this situation based on the money tied up to Bob, the emergence of Spencer Knight, who is still on his ELC and has two years left on it, Chris Trigger being a UFA. And you got to respect Chris Trigger for wanting his, his pay after making less than a million dollars last season. His contract demands, which are extremely reasonable, like we said in our Panther Parkway roundtable episode, $3.5 million for Chris Trigger, who made his way up from the ECHL to starting a good portion of the season, especially in the middle of the season where Bob was going through his funk. Chris Trigger was holding the fort. So Chris Trigger is in a great position to become a starter for any team. And it looks like it's going to be the Seattle Kraken. Another goalie that I kind of think about that was a backup for a little bit, and now he was a full-time starter and a Vesna finalist, was Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer, when he was on the Washington Capitals, he was the backup to Braden Holtby, and Braden Holtby led them to the Stanley Cup after Philip Grubauer started the first two games 
for the Washington Capitals. They went down 0-2 against Columbus. And yes, Braden Holtby started the rest of the way, and they eventually ended up winning the Stanley Cup. But I think of Philip Grubauer in that situation that he was in Washington, goes to Colorado, and is extremely successful there. Vesna Trophy finalist. Yes, he is a UFA this offseason, and he's likely going to get paid. And I hope he does get paid, just like how I hope Chris Drieger gets his payday. And I think that it is a great situation for the Florida Panthers. I think it is a great situation for Chris Drieger because he gets to make his money. And more importantly, this. It is a Western Conference team. As expected, and at least I'm expecting, that we are going to go back to normal divisions next year. Because I see the NHL is starting to tweet out division by division certain things when it comes to expansion. So that is telling me that we are going to go back to normal scheduling. And in Major League Baseball, the Canadian government approved for the Toronto Blue Jays to start playing home games in Toronto starting at the end of July. So better days are ahead when it comes to the NHL schedule and the travel based on playing every single team based on the schedule, a regular 82 game schedule, and we get to see what every team, not just the Florida Panthers, every team is about and what they look like facing against other contending teams outside of what their central division teams were this year. And it was a year of sacrifice for one season and with Gary Bettman saying, we'd be better off without a season, we're losing money. No. Once again, Playing a season, regardless of losing money, is better for the game long-term. In the short-term, it sucks. But in the long-term, keeping the game around and keeping the fans engaged is what really is about. And that's not something that Gary Bettman would say out loud because, of course, he's a lawyer. When it comes to lawyers, they're not going to tip their hand. Once again, I know I'm repeating the same point that I have a few months ago, but that is something that I kind of see through the... not necessarily the lies of Gary Bettman, but I kind of see like what he's trying to say and what he's not trying to dish out to the general public. So it took a year of sacrifice. It took a year of these pods of different leagues. It felt like a kind of like what they have in Europe with their different soccer leagues. And then everyone's coming together to play like a champions league kind of format, putting the different divisions together in order to play for the Stanley Cup, and it, it was strange that Tampa Bay and Montreal were, are normally in the same division, and they're playing each other for the Stanley Cup. So going back to Chris Drieger, it's a Western Conference team. If the report is true by Pierre Lebrun and the Seattle Kraken do end up taking them, actually, the expansion draft order came out yesterday for the Seattle Kraken. It is Wednesday night, 8 p.m. on ESPN2, by the way. The expansion draft order, from what I've seen looking at it, is an alphabetical order. So the first team is the Colorado Avalanche for the expansion draft, and the Florida Panthers will be 21. So you guys will be waiting quite a bit during the telecast for the Florida Panthers pick. And, of course, there's expectations for it to be Chris Drieger, but of course, we got to mentally prepare ourselves for anything that could happen. Those reports could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm not discrediting Pierre Lebrun, but 
Anything could happen, especially with some news that I'm going to share with you guys in the next segment. We are going to talk about the actual protection list. I wanted to leave this for the last segment. We are going to talk about the protection list in the next segment here on Locked on Panthers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. So this is the moment you've been waiting for. I mean, I'm sure if you're on Twitter, you know about the protection list already. But the Florida Panthers... And the NHL have announced all their protection lists for all 30 teams because the Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights are exempt from the expansion draft. And here is the protection list as follows. Alexander Barkov, Sam Bennett, Jonathan Huberdeau, Carter Verhage, Anthony Duclair. And those players were my locks. The players that weren't my locks for the expansion draft, but ended up being on the list were Patrick Hornquist and Mason Marchman. So that means players who are left unprotected, notable players, are Nolachari and Frank Vitrano. The defensemen, Aaron Akbud, Mackenzie Weger, and Gus Forsling. Gus Forsling ended up being on the protection list due to Keith Yandel being bought out. So. As soon as Keith Yandel was bought out, it was predicted that Gus Forsling would be the player that the Florida Panthers would put priority on protecting. And with Keith Yandel being bought out and Gus Forsling being protected, that might have changed the entire direction of where the Seattle Kraken were going to go. So, I mean, if I was the Florida Panthers, I wouldn't want to take a risk of losing Gus Forsling after claiming off, off waivers and developing him and then ending up on the first defensive pairing when Aaron Ekblad went down with his fractured leg, the Florida Panthers found one of their many diamonds in the rough, along with Mackenzie Weaker being a seventh-round pick. So they got, they got two diamonds in the roughs when it comes to defensemen. And, of course, Sergei Bobrovsky, goalie. And with Chris Drigger being a UFA and Spencer Knight being on his ELC with Sergey Bobrovsky being on his NMC, his no movement clause, it was kind of obvious that the Florida Panthers were going to protect Bob and not ask him to waive his no movement clause. But despite the reports of Chris Drigger being the pick for the Seattle Kraken from the Florida Panthers. We also got to prepare for the scenario of 
if a player like Nolachari, Craig Ricciano, or Radko Gudis are picked, we got to also talk about who we would have protected over who. And personally, for me, I would have protected Frank Vitrano over Patrick Hornquist. But I get the move as well, because this is something we talked about in the Panther Parkway Roundtable discussion, that the leadership in the locker room that Patrick Hornquist brings is valuable. Keeping players accountable, yelling at players when they have a bad shift, yelling at players when they make a bad pass or don't make a good read when it comes to plays developing. And a lot of people, if I'm sure if there's any Florida Panther fans who sit in the lower bowl, can probably hear Patrick Hornquist yelling at his teammates. And that's also Patrick Hornquist keeping his fellow teammates accountable. So I get the move. As far as the play on the ice and as far as the decline in play, it's gone down a little bit, with Aaron, especially when Aaron Eckblad went down with his fractured legs, something I mentioned earlier with Gus Forsling stepping up after Aaron Eckblad went out. Patrick Hornquist's play, unfortunately, went down when Aaron Eckblad went out. And we really started to see Aaron Eckblad's value last year. And with Patrick Hornquist's injury history, too, many concussions, and Tom McLean said this, on the on the round table, he could be one major injury away from never ever playing hockey again. And the cap hit that Patrick Hornquist has is pretty high. It's over five million dollars for the next two seasons for a guy that I'm expecting to possibly start in the bottom six next year. But at the same time, if there's anyone that you would prefer to be as part of your bottom six, wouldn't you want a two-time Stanley Cup champion to be there. I, I, I'm more warm to the idea as time goes on, as the expansion draft is just approaching, that it makes sense. The play, not the best, but hey, for a bottom six role for Patrick Hornquist and someone who's likely going to be on the power play, power play one, it, I'm going to assume he's going to start the season on power play one because. When he's in front of the net, he finds a way to screen goalies, make them uncomfortable, and of course, have pucks bounced off him. And a lot of times when there are stoppages in play, he really gets under people's skin. And you need a guy on your hockey team who's going to make the other people, the opponents, uncomfortable. And that's something that Patrick Hornquist brings. And there was also a lot of questions on why Mason Marchment was there on the protection list instead of Achari or Vetrano. And this is something that Aaron Brown of the Hockey News tweeted earlier to remind everybody, and it reminded me as well, that this is the tweet. Quote, Worth noting for those wondering why the Florida Panthers, Achari, and Vitrano are on the unprotected list. Teams are required to make available two players under contract for the 21-22 season who played at least 40 games last season or 70 over the past two. And then the next tweet, it's a mini thread saying, Marchment, who may have seen more likely candidate to be exposed, did not meet this requirement. So. 
the Florida Panthers had to put Mason Marchment on the list. But I'm not even mad at Mason Marchment that he's on the list because after one of the last trades that Dale Talon made before his tenure with the Florida Panthers was over, he made a trade for Mason Marchment in exchange for Dennis Mulgan. And Dennis Mulgan didn't even play in the NHL last year as part of the Toronto Maple Leafs after that trade. So the Florida Panthers tried to see what they got in Mason Marchment. And Mason Marchment has been able to play well in whatever role he's been asked to play. And even Mason Marchment at times have seen top-line minutes along with Alexander Barkov and Carter Verhage. So we talked about Diamonds in the Rough with Gus Forsling and Mackenzie Weger. There's another one with Mason Marchment. And Mason Marchment is big. He's a big player that brings size. And the Florida Panthers are a team that has lacked size. They, For the most part, they're a team that's not as big as a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning, a point that Tom McLean mentioned over and over again. So keeping a big body like a Mason Marchment on your team a guy who can play in multiple spots in the lineup. It, it's a great situation for Mason Marchment to be on the in, in the protection list. And a player comparison that my colleague Frank Rikas, the owner and operator of Panther Parkway, spoke about that he is a player who reminds him of Brendan Saad during Brendan Saad's time with the Chicago Blackhawks as someone who's gritty, who's someone who's in your face, someone who's big body. And that is someone that Frank Rikas has really put a player comparison as far as Mason Marchment to Brendan Saad. So when it comes to the protection list, if triggers, again, if triggers the pick, then none of this really matters. But however, we got to prepare for Wednesday night. If the situation comes of a Nolachari or Frank Vetrano gets picked. But like I said, it's a small dent or a scratch in a car versus a total car. So the Florida Panthers, regardless of what happens, they will be fine. They're going to go into next season still with running it back for the most part with minus Keith Yandel and minus whoever ends up being the pick for the Florida Panthers. So Great situation that the Florida Panthers have put themselves in. So if Chris Drieger ends up being the pick as expected, then we could really go into Wednesday night more at ease and not on the edge of our seats this time around. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to also listen to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show where they'll be covering all the expansion draft and the upcoming NHL entry draft. And when you're done listening to this episode, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite pick, and league Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Tarmamonda Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.